Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. We basically wrote down the letters and then wrote down what each letter would mean. So it could have been get up and proceed, give up on procrastination like there was so many different <laughs> names and then we asked ourselves what we want it to represent and what we're doing with the interviews yeah. and we found out that in the interviews we're trying to inspire and entertain young people so we called it great understanding and power so through like the interviews and stuff you will get them the power and the knowledge to go and do what you want to do hi Welcome to Black Ticulate, a podcast series featuring UK young black professionals where we find out how they do what they do so you can too. Or not. After all, it is your life. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of Black Ticulate. If this is the first time you're coming to it, we feature young UK black professionals where we find out exactly, or we try to find out how they do what they do. So you guys can, or you guys can too. Something along those lines. Yes, Ibi, are you Muslim? No, you know, okay. I just, I'm from Sierra Leone. Ah, I And see. literally, there's like 10,000 Ibrahim Gamaras. <laughs> like 10,000. LinkedIn is peak if they're trying to find you. No, I've got a very good profile LinkedIn, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so are you the first one that pops up? I, I probably should be. I think <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I should be still. All right, guys. So the voice you're hearing is Ibrahim. And Ibrahim, I'm going to throw it to you because I always do this with my yeah. guests. Tell us who you are, what you do, and we'll just chop it up from there. Yeah, so my name's Ibrahim Kamara, 24. Jeez, young out here, man. Yeah, actually, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, I'm very you young. You are young. <laughs> Don't say, oh, you are young I'm and you're killing young. the game. Yeah, 24. And I am the co-founder and editor-in-chief of Guap. What's Guap? What it started as was the world's first video magazine. Basically, we use a technology called augmented reality to bring our print to life. So all our interviews are in like video format. So you'll scan the pages of like the print magazine and then the interviews will play to you. So rather than reading it, you watch it. That's big. Yeah. So that's initially what we started as. But the message we were pushing across was trying to like document, showcase and discover emerging talent within like music, fashion, arts, business. Basically, if you was like a young creative or young entrepreneur doing sick things, we would want to like interview you to show other young people that there are people your same age group doing sick things that and not doing it, yeah. the set routes. So just like giving them like tangible role models and relatable role models to look up to. So that's what we started as. Boy. Yeah. And now it's grown into, I'll say like a youth brand with the same ethos, but now we have the magazine, we have like an online version of the magazine. So like an online website, right. we have a YouTube channel, we do events. 
and we have an agency side of Guap where we work with brands with to like brands. engage with Boy, our audience. You guys are smashing it. Yeah. And that's how you came on my radar. In fact, I had the fortune of interviewing one of your staff members, mm-hmm. brand talent manager, mm-hmm. Shanice. A yeah. shout bo- out. Bo- 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 <laughs> Shani the queen. I tell you, she's, she's smashing it. So look out for that episode, guys, because that would have been released by the time you hear this. Yeah. Um, I want to, I do this. I want to start from almost the beginning because yeah. Was this was this one of them things where everyone around you was killing nah, it? Nah, you know what it is, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, if I okay, if we're going really background, yeah. um, for real, you said you, you jumped in that you're from my, Sierra Leone. From so. Sierra Leone, so my dad and mum. Actually, you know what? I'm not even fully Sierra Leonean. I found this out like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like my mum's actually from Guinea, but she was raised in Sierra Leone, so I'm actually fifty-fifty. Okay. So I started telling people I'm mixed race. <laughs> 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 but yeah, literally, my dad and mum. For as long as I know, they've kind of been in business. So my dad has like a money transfer business slash internet shop in Peckham as well. And and he literally had that my whole life. Um, When my dad and mum separated, my mum still had that business aspect to her. But she kind of went down the charity route. So right now my mum runs a charity for disabled people in Sierra Leone. What's it called? Give it a shout um, out. Difsil. So Disabled International Foundation, Sierra Leone. So yeah, both my parents have kind of just taken their world into their own hands. Yeah. So I haven't ever seen someone in my family do the route of nine like, to five. Nine to five, yeah. Like that's, I've never seen that in my life kind of thing. So I guess that's kind of had some sort of influence on me a hundred percent because this is interesting that your dad dealt with financial like sort of sector and your mum dealt with charity mm-hmm. like you know the third sector and almost what you do is in the middle it kind of <laughs> yeah. have you noticed that yeah, no, yeah you say as you was just about to say that i knew what you was gonna say and i never realized until you basically yeah, said it because the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree mm. clearly and i'm wondering did you ever seen and i want to speak more about your dad's finance business were you ever short of money, if that makes sense? Or were you like financially mm-hmm. literate? Because I think for something in our community, I'm mm-hmm. going to put my hands up. Like I've never known myself personally how to deal with money moving forward. So I'm curious the fact that that was your, almost your world. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? As a yeah, yeah, it question? definitely makes sense. Yeah. When, I, when I used to live with my dad and mum, actually, you know, I'm going to get like real personal with this. Yeah, like, so when I used to live with my dad and mum, they were like one of the only people doing money transfer to Sierra Leone and stuff. So they became like the main force in that sector. So we were rich, like really rich. My mom was even speaking to me the other day, like we were really rich. I was young, I didn't know we was rich. I just knew there was no struggle. Yeah. When my dad and mom split, there was like a mortgage on the house at the time kind of thing. But my dad is the one that left the house in it because basically he like, he beat up my little sister. I mean, my older sister and then yeah, like police had to have him like away from the kids and stuff so he had to leave but my mom was like mad dependent on my dad at that time kind of thing yeah so I remember coming home after school one day yeah I literally just seen all our stuff outside the doors of our house was like barred like they repossessed the house and like my mom was just on the couch like crying kind of thing and then I think from that period of time that's when like, I knew what struggle was. So I must've been like, what, 12 or something. And I remember we were like homeless for like a day or something. And then we got put into like temporary accommodation, but literally yeah. had to sleep on the floors. There was like nothing in the house kind of thing. But my mom has six kids 
Imagine me like a single mum with six kids. Like, 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 <laughs> it's not a joke. So, and that's why, like, I mean, without trying to get off topic, that's why women in my head or mothers, yeah, they're st- they strong, strong. They are the pillars of yeah, strength. Like, you know? they're like, bad strong. It's just crazy like, what they go through. So, I guess when you were going through that, yeah, I'm just gonna almost fast forward because I feel like this will be interesting for mm-hmm. me anyway. Is whilst your parents are getting through a divorce or mm-hmm. splitting up. Where are you in the ranking of your siblings? Um, middle child. You're the middle. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? Um, you know, is I'm the middle child, so I get the best of both worlds. However, I play the role of the older child. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like a breadwinner in my fam kind of thing. Like my older siblings don't really take on the responsibility of like looking after their younger gotcha. siblings, etc. So I do everything my older siblings didn't do for me. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear that. So, like, my younger siblings, they're blessed. Do you know what I'm saying? Because of your current situation or just always? Just in terms of mindset. So, let's say, my if you see my little brother, you understand that he's, like, a total replication of everything that I am now. Oh, really? But better, because he's younger. But I've given him so much knowledge at, at a younger age. I've helped um, divert him from all the, like, bull crap that's around right now yeah, and he's like road. very focused yeah. right now that's not stuff i had i had to like do all of that stuff myself so i had to try and be a gangster at a point in my life or i had done this or i had done that and then i had to come to my own path by myself where he doesn't have to do that yeah speak more on that because you're saying obviously you went through and i know what you mean you're obviously being a roadman yeah. trying to find your identity but mm-hmm. then you quit all of that mm-hmm. What was a trigger? What was a catalyst? Um, I know. I think so. Like, let's say during school, while all this stuff was happening, obviously I tried to make money, kind of thing. When you say all the stuff was no, happening, no, no. So like all the stuff with like my family right, and stuff. Yeah, tried to make money, so I would do like both legal and illegal ways in it. So I would like legal ways. I would just, like go buy donuts or something and then sell them yeah. in the playground, just like those little hustles. But I guess those have made me what I am today but um I went all through trying to be somebody that I wasn't because I was always like the person that was smart but bad right yeah. so like in, in my social groups I was the smart one but everyone else was kind of like not dumb but they weren't academically smart right. so like teachers always used to say to me oh you got so much potential you're wasting it blah 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 kind of thing and then I think in college this is what, 16, 17? Yeah, in college, I was just like weighing up my options. I think I just, I used to read while I was in school, but it became a myth while I was in like, yeah, 11 to let's say college. And then I read again and I started taking in different pieces of information. And I think that kind of like just triggered me to focus again. Do you remember what books? The first book that changed my mentality was that Rich Dad Poor Dad. I don't even know how I came across it. Right. But it was definitely that book. I remember that was that was the summer before I went to uni. See? Rich Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Robert yeah. Kiyosaki. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys, as always, I'll try and put that in the show notes. Yeah. Still, yeah. That one gave me all the knowledge on about financial wealth, like the mentality of money, the mentality of being rich, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Because I find... When you're from a place of like struggle and stuff, everybody wants to be rich and everyone thinks about being rich fast. 
where no one like thinks about wealth and like for the future generations, etc., yeah. etc. Et and when you're not poor, but poor, relatively poor, you think that money is the answer to everything or kind of thing. And that book kind of taught me that is more in the mind yeah. rather than yeah, that, the, yeah, the, no, the no, actual asset yeah. kind of thing. No, I hear that. The habits we learn being poor, quote unquote, will keep us poor forever. It's limiting. Yeah, it basically. Is. It really is. It so puts you within certain narratives and boundaries and restrictions. Ibs, I'm with you on that 100%. So you brought us into your college days where you're obviously now starting to read prior to uni and start to get off the uh, street life. But in the meantime, you're still being entrepreneurial, trying to see how you can turn mm-hmm. a profit with donuts mm-hmm. and whatnot, right? First off, I weren't like deep into streets, so I don't because I don't <laughs> want generic, I don't want people thinking I was like a road man. Like I, I weren't deep into street. I just at that time in it, like being a road man was the cool thing in it. And right. when you don't know yourself, you try and follow a trend in it. So yeah, yeah. and I used to be a gram MC. So I saw a video. Yeah, up on the time. exactly. So I used to be a gram MC. So. It was all part of the persona. That I, kind of I don't know. I want to almost pause you on that because I don't like the rhetoric of how grime, the music industry of grime, mm. influences or begets violence and, you know, street life. There's a correlation. Is it true or is it not true? I, I guess. think I it's, mean, tr- it's true. You know what? You're the best person. No, no, to no I think it's true. This. Like, it's the same thing as, like, what drill music is now. Do right. you know what I'm saying? It's like, there definitely is a correlation because with the grime culture a lot of it happens with like clashing and stuff okay. and clashing is very confrontational so you have to be able to hold your own if let's say someone says something you don't like or someone tries to violate you run it like really it all goes down to like pride and ego if yeah, it that's like i'm saying but that's part of it, isn't it i don't think the new school gram is violent or anything but old school one wasn't violent but it was default if you say the wrong thing it might escalate to something i don't right. think like that's what it's like now. Okay, so I get that. So that's because you're into grime so naturally. Yeah. Okay, I'm hearing you with that. <laughs> so, like... You said about the... Yeah, uni, how I, like, uni. how do you... I'm liking your transition because I'm seeing it and I'm hoping every listener can actually hear that. It's one of them situations where you're like, okay, I'm into this scene and unfortunately this scene is, as a byproduct, a little bit violent. But I'm like, actually, I'm more than that because... I want to be smarter. I want to make sure I have wealth mm-hmm. as opposed to short-term riches. Mm-hmm. So what are, your, what are your moves? What are your yeah, next steps? Yeah, so like I said, I was like very academically smart. And to be honest, I was like the first person in my family to go to uni. And that's what I'm saying. Like my older siblings didn't really give a good examples. A good follow. path, do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so I decided to go to uni, I think just because I didn't know what else I wanted to do. Obviously, African parents, that sort of pressure. So I just went to University of Kent and I studied accounting and finance. I probably think that probably links back to me being a young person and do like the Excel stuff. Because even in college, I'd done accounting and I was good with maths and stuff. And like speaking to you now is just making sense. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'd done. Yeah, I'd done accounting and finance. Um and yeah, it's probably just like my parents. And, and was it, you did it because it was easy as well and yeah, something you easy. knew. Yeah. But you felt like having a degree was important. I didn't think it was important, to be honest. I just done it. I kind of... Going to uni was my plan B. I knew that I always wanted to express myself in the way I wanted to express myself. But I knew I didn't know how to at that time. 
So I just done the degree because accounting wasn't hard for me. I think, especially in this day and age, and God, you're 24 as well, so you're young. And you know going into uni, you're going to amass some debt. Yeah. So you've got to know why you're going to uni mm-hmm. and what the goal is after you get that, mm-hmm. you know, your papers. That's what I was wondering. Like, yeah. Why? And my know? and my my year was the first year it turned to like nine k. Jeez, peak. <laughs> but you know, it has its pros and its benefits because I feel like the pros is you're never gonna get, you're probably never gonna get that same amount of money just dashed to you right, at loans. one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that kind of thing. And with me, I used a lot of that money to like invest in stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Well, what did you invest in? Um, like I learned how to like trade and stuff while I was in uni. Um, like the stock market yeah like stocks and Jeez. like forex and stuff God yeah that's the thing like guap is like one side of me but i've got so many different sides to me um but i'm literally like self-taught in everything i do but yeah while i was there because i never ever had a job in uni so i had to make money somehow so i just like learned like how to trade Jeez. on the forex markets um just watching videos and actually losing money to make money etc etc so there you are. So you're studying accountancy yeah. right, in university and then you graduate yeah, three graduate. years down the line. Yeah. What are you doing post-graduation? What's, what's going on? You know what, yeah? Way? I was meant to do a placement year and me not getting a placement year is how what got started. So I remember being in like second year, like trying to find a job. And I, I was raised thinking the smarter you are, the easier it is you get a job. Right. Yeah. When it came to the application process, I realized that was bullcrap. And I really struggled to find a placement. And Why do you think that is? I don't know. You know, I'm not one of those people that say, if it, it didn't happen because it didn't happen, it wasn't meant to happen. Because right. if it happened, I wouldn't be here today. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm not going to think about the reasons as to why or why it didn't or why I should have. If, if I was meant to get it, I would have got it. Right. I'm like, I feel like that whole mentality is like an ex, not an excuse mentality, but it's a, me, poor yeah, it's, a, it's a poor narrative. It's a poor narrative. Like you're you're trying to portray your world onto someone else or trying using your own perception of things to explain why something didn't happen when mm. it could have just been because it didn't happen. No, I get that. But I mean, we, you and I, we're not naive to know that there is in, institutional yeah, 100%. And, yeah, and systematic 100%. Um, things that do prevent or make it more difficult. 100% so, okay. and I don't really have like a white name or anything yeah. so but regardless, regardless anyway, it I, did it, I did it I did it I'm here today um, um, yeah. so yeah and we thank God it didn't exactly. happen because Guap er- was everything happens for a reason that's that's one thing I know so but and I actually said that to myself so I had um, you're looking for placement yeah looking it. for placement and the last interview I ever had was with a company called PwC, which is yeah. like a Price top water Cooper. Yeah, like, like they're like a top four in it. Um, and I kind of and I actually got through to like the final stages and stuff. Damn man! And then I remember they was meant to get back to me, and they didn't get back to me. But they told me they was gonna get back to me. So literally. I had mad anxiety for like a whole month. Right. Literally every single time my phone would beep, I'd think it's an email. If I got like a phone call, I'd think it's them. And I, I just remember feeling so needy and like worthless kind of thing. Cause mm-hmm. I just felt like I was giving them so much power over me. Over and then state. I kind of, yeah. yeah. Then I kind of said to myself, if I don't get this job, I'm never doing this process again. Kind of thing. I didn't get the job overseas. Yeah. And yeah, I basically said, 
I'm going to start a business in January 2015, yeah. And then um, with my business partner, Guap came around. But I'm, I made that decision that I'm never doing that whole job application process ever again because it made me doubt myself so much. And I knew, I'm, I know I'm good. I mm. know I have value. Yeah. I know I have value. But that whole process made me doubt my value. And I said, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, that feeling, that yeah. state of mind and just well-being is horrible. Yeah. And then Guap came. So tell me about Guap since now we're here. First yeah. and foremost, love the name. Thank Obviously, you. money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it stands for? So it has an acronym. Oh, no. Yeah. I thought it was just the nah. uh, the, the, uh, the slang, like nah. Guap. You know, you need some cash. No, nah, that's what it started as, but that's not what it is. Okay, still. well, okay, listen, the floor is yours. Just tell me about the genesis of it. So, okay, so I didn't get that placement and... At the time, my business partner was going into his placement. Right. So in our third year, I was in university and he was doing a placement. Right. But the summer before we went back into like third year, he must have, we must have had a conversation because we went same college, but we weren't really close right, gotcha. kind of thing. And then we went same uni, but again, we weren't really that close. But I think one, one summer evening, we linked up for some reason and then we kind of spoke to each other a lot and then we kind of realized that we have like the same mentality mm -hmm. then he told me that he had set up an investment group with some of our other friends mm -hmm. and what it was it was like we say an investment group but it really it was like a group of friends who would come together to invest in ideas together so we had a meeting in like Surrey Keys and like he gave me like a presentation in his vest. Like, <laughs> like, literally brought out the laptop, like so serious, went through the slides with me and explained to me the whole concept of the investment group. And I was like, yeah, I like it. Let's, I'm in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, That's amazing, by the way. And that is, honestly, guys, anyone listening, highly recommend, you know, recommend 100%. that. Right? With your people's left, right and center. 100%. Even one of the, the one of the businesses that, I said um, I'm starting. That's with like two of my friends, like right. from, from school. The group. Yeah, no, from a different set of friends, like two of my closest friends. They're not even in business like that, but it's an opportunity that we can work together on. So amazing. They're just doing it. So my man's in his vest. He tells yeah, you. my man's in his vest. Gave me the presentation, and then I was like, yeah, I'm in it. And then we worked on an idea called Af Party, which was like a traditional African party for university students, yeah. and we done it in Canterbury at our university and it was a complete shambles as in <laughs> no 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 seriously like complete shambles as in food ran out oh damn performers came late oh, people man. wanted refunds on the night like it was crazy oh, but within that process we found out that me and him specifically work really well together right and then we was on the phone i, I we even remember the date january the 9th yeah we was in the phone at this time it was like I think probably like 12 or 1 a.m. I was in my girlfriend's bed at that time, right. yeah, in Hertfordshire. And we were just speaking about how we've done really well with this whole AF party thing, even though we know we're going to like lose money, but we've learned so much, et cetera, et cetera. So like kind of just bigging each other up. And then within that conversation came the idea for Guap. And that was like a week before the AF party. Okay. Yeah, so we had the idea for Guap and it was like, Oh, sick we're gonna make bare money because what guap actually started as was like a referral system so like you we would have a product and you'd get someone to refer to that product and then you'd get some money well okay so affiliation marketing, yeah like affiliate right? that's what 
that's what it stemmed as. Right. So yeah, we thought it was gonna make bit of money, blah blah blah. Any products? Yeah, literally any product. Right. But Jide had told me about having an online newsletter from before, so we kind of used that as the product. So we was gonna get university students to subscribe to our online newsletter right. for fee, but it was gonna be a video magazine, but online. So we research the definition of a magazine is a collection of items, right? not just a print. print. Yeah. And we didn't like writing and I had a camera. So we were just gonna go and shoot the interviews rather than writing them. That's how the whole video magazine concept came about. And yeah, that was gonna be the product that people were gonna subscribe to. From that point, we literally just worked religiously on getting Guap started. Earlier on, you said it's an acronym. Yeah. Right. What's the what's the full name? As in, like, how did you come up with a name? You Guap? know what? Yeah. yeah. In that same conversation, we said three, two, one, and I said Guap. Like that's that's how it came. So it 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 was literally three, two, one, Guap. Because before it was gonna make bare money, so we called it Guap. And then we had a meeting. I think a couple of days after in Citizen M in London Bridge. And then even I've got, because right now I've got like a box of everything that's got from when we started till yeah. now. And literally in one of the books, we basically wrote down the letters and then wrote down exactly like what each letter would mean. So it could have been get up and proceed, give up on procrastination. Like there was so many different <laughs> names. And then we asked ourselves what we want it to represent and what we're doing with the interviews. Yeah. And we found out that in the interviews, we're trying to inspire and entertain young people. So we called it great understanding and power. So through like the interviews and stuff, you will get the power and the knowledge to go and do what you want to do. Great understanding and power. Yeah, yeah go on. So that's, that's what it stands for. Nice. And then post that, you on people's radar. Mm -hmm. Let's not be around the bush mm -hmm. to the point where I think most recently you did a collaboration with Nike, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you get invited to a lot of I guess, high-profile events, mm -hmm. particularly with big corporations that are looking to tap into the Audience. the youth, um, quote-unquote, urban market. Yeah, yeah. So how you how you from something that was just going to be an affiliation sort of marketing? Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. 
Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. A magazine, mm-hmm. how then did you almost pivot to make sure it's actually no more to do with who's on the scene, who's aspiring and like, mm-hmm. tell me about that. Jenna. So like I said, our thing has always been about emerging talent and people within our scene that are doing stuff that don't really have a platform. So when we came into this, we knew we didn't want to be like a music platform predominantly because literally the only other urban platforms, they're all specifically just the music. Right. But And we realized when we was growing up, literally as like a black man or black boy from South London, you're either looking up to like rappers, you're either looking up to footballers and stuff, or you're looking up to the roadmen. Like, those were the three people we would look up to for inspiration kind of thing. So we wanted to show that there's other people that are doing crazy stuff. So like photographers, managers, et cetera, et cetera, to show them that you can be those kind of things. So we started going out and looking for those type of people and giving them a platform. And a lot of people appreciated us reaching out to them because most people don't, wouldn't go and interview a photographer. Most people wouldn't go and interview, let's say a manager on the kind of thing so we organically made relationships with a lot of young creatives and the bigger they got the bigger we would get yeah because literally we're all growing together so that's the one man growth together go our far. thing is like very opportunity based and very collaborative based like literally all our covers have been shot by upcoming photographers or upcoming stylists and because we are so connected with our audience and we work with them they're not just an audience that is like far from us they know we're for them and obviously we are for them kind of thing so we've done that organic thing from the jump to now and now we're in a climate where brands and stuff want to engage with young creatives and young london kind of thing how are you finding these talents finding the talent literally was well i'm from ends in it i'm from south london yeah where are you L- from lucian yeah the scene that we're in now was completely oblivious to us like we never knew that there was creatives and stuff i read in jamar edwards's book if you want to know your audience you have to like go to their parties etc etc so that's what we started doing so literally we would go to like so many different creative events with our first ever magazine and just literally speak to bare young creatives and tell them what guap is on the spot I remember even being in Catford once. I saw a guy that looked like a creative <laughs> or, or what I thought looked like a creative. Went up to him, spoke to him about Guap. A year down the line, he was performing at one of our events. So it's like we were literally very much on the ground. Yeah, and that. then by doing that, we followed a lot of people and started following a lot of people's journeys. And when we would interview one person, their friends, their network, they, they would know Guap from that. And then we would be able to find people from their network. And it started from the ground. Then social media has now allowed us to like, just see who's working. Like if you come up on our radar now, you must be doing 
good things kind of thing so yeah that's how we i hear that so it wasn't that. necessarily like a specific criteria you were just mm. like listen we haven't got someone like you would you like to be featured? literally we would go into a room and have the mindset that because of our platform we have the opportunity to interview anyone mm. so because we're not just music based we can interview models we can interview photographers we can interview stylists we can interview we can interview literally anyone because our platform is for creatives and entrepreneurs where we're like one of the only platforms putting urban creators and entrepreneurs together on one platform usually they're like separated but the same way you could get a entrepreneur on one of our front covers you could get a blogger on one of our front covers you could get a music artist on one of our front covers like it's very much varied um, no, I, I hear that yeah since you have you i mean again i keep on repeating this and i hope i don't sound like a broken record but since you are blowing up can you recall a time or something that was specific that you're like oh shit okay we are starting to get the record not even just the recognition but the financial ways mm. for it to start earning itself and our keep. very first guap party yeah okay. that was in january 2016 right it was like a sold out event like literally like the whole venue was jam-packed where was the, it in dog star bricks then okay so we had like a big line outside and we made quite a bit of money on that day and that was the first time we've ever done like a proper event in this scene Right. So w when that happened, I was like, yeah, like we're onto yeah, something. yeah, we're onto something. And then I guess another time would, would be like when the brand started getting in contact with us. What was your first brand, do you recall, um, that came and contacted? I'd say Nike, not the one we just done. We done another thing with them a couple months back. In terms of like big brands. Yeah, for sure, for yeah, sure. What did they, who, who came to you, like one of the PR yeah, managers? Yeah, literally just like a, an account manager, a PR person. Did you think it was legit? No, you know what is. Let me tell you the story of how the Nike stuff came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being on my computer, going through my emails, and I literally got an email from, it was either two or three people from Nike. No, it was three. It was three people from Nike. One person asked me for my trainer size, and that's it. They didn't introduce themselves or nothing. <laughs> they literally just asked me, what's your trainer sizes? And I was, I just sent it back, that just hoping I'm going to get something. Yeah, yeah. The other person kind of told me, Oh yeah, um, they'd like to meet us, kind of thing, and then we kind of just went into a meeting, and they told us they that we've been on their radar, and that they like how we shoot our stuff and the type of message we're pushing. Even to this day, we don't even have ten million views, or like we don't have a lot of views. In if comparison, you, like, in yeah, comparison, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, if yeah. you look at our stuff, it's not like we're getting the most views, kind of things, but what we're doing is very impactful yeah, and the 100%. message we're pushing is very different to the message everyone else is pushing so i guess that's how they we came to their attention but yeah. i couldn't tell you what video they saw i couldn't tell you thingy but it was literally just an email man nice yeah. man and congratulations once again to be man and keep on going yeah. um i'm just curious just for my sake i saw on your instagram story you were like you want to be a mentor you want to do more mentoring um sessions mm -hmm. So I'm giving you the floor. Is there anything in our conversation that we haven't touched upon, particularly like the roots, resources, best mm. piece of advice? Basically, I'm just giving you the floor to say, you know what, guys, if you listen to me and you want to start. Okay, yeah. I would say one thing I've found with a lot of people, especially like after we do like talks or panels and stuff, 
It's like they come to me and ask, how do you do this? Or how do you do that kind of thing? And I'm kind of blunt with it because it's like, I feel like if you really wanted to do it, you, would, you wouldn't be asking me that question because I didn't wait for no one to give me the answers when there's the internet. Like all the answers are on the internet. Even if you don't know me, you could go and find the interview and find out how I done that or go and find an interview or watch a video of someone else who's done it. Like if you want to do it, you will do it. And that's why I say this thing. I don't feel like being a, like a quote unquote entrepreneur is a choice. I don't feel you can just choose to be it. I think it's something within you that's waiting to come out. It's funny because I, so my day job and you guys who've been with me for a long time know that. So I go up and down the country speaking at um, conferences, trade mm -hmm. shows, universities on behalf of Google. Oh, sick. To teach them how to grow their business, their mm -hmm. careers, or just confidence online. And when people do also approach me towards the end, or even I have a section at the end where I'm just like, especially if I'm at university, I'll be like, guys, how many of you know exactly what it is you want to do when you leave university? Just raise your hand. Mm -hmm. And then you get a lot of people raising their hand. I go, you're never going to do that. And then, you know, people are like, what the? I go, why aren't you doing it now? Yeah. You know, you've got breaks, you've got opportunities, you're not always in university. 100%. So why aren't you doing it now? It's just like the notion of, we romanticize things, don't we? Like right now, if I said I wanted to speak French, I want to learn how to speak French. Why you not doing it? Me? Yeah, what is stopping you? And I, I remember even being in like my, I, was, I even met up with one of my f um, university friends the other day and we were just reminiscing. Like I legit, in my final, like before, when we was revising for our final exams, I was legit saying to them, there's no point in me doing this. I'm going to do what? Like, I don't care for this. Like, right. I, I was saying to this to them, I'm going to be your friend that people are going to be like, oh, you know that guy kind of thing. And that's happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was so sure that I was not going to be anywhere near that life ever again after university. And obviously it wasn't easy, but nothing is easy. Mm. Like, it's not meant to be easy. No, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You, you just consistency. But the reward is big. The reward is that I can wake up and do what I like and make money from it. I think when you're first starting off, not making money would deter a lot of people. And I've had times where I've been broke. Like I've, I've, and that's the thing with my journey, I've been like very organic and very real. Like I've put this out there. There was a time where I legit had like 50 pounds or less than 50 pounds to my name, like coming home from a shoot, walking down my road, legit crying, yeah? Not like, <laughs> but literally tears coming out of my eyes. And just like, I don't know, I, I do this thing where I'll, cr I'll be crying, but I'll be laughing at myself for crying because it's like, I'm saying to myself, it's going to be worth it. Do you know what I'm saying? And at that time, I didn't know how I was going to make money. Do you know what I'm saying? But when you're very value focused and focused on, just doing a little every single day to make something happen, the money will come. Like money is the byproduct of value. Do you get what I'm saying? If you give a lot of value, the money will come. Right now, why money comes to us is because we are able to provide value to bigger brands or institutions by allowing them access to our audience that we have built. And we are still able to make money from our audience because we do stuff like events. But we try and provide value in every way and form. Do you get what I'm saying? With this Nike thing that we just done, in regards to like the media partners, we have the least following. Yeah, on, on social, we have the least following, but we were the ones that had the most signups. So 
it's not about how much numbers you have. Do you know what I'm saying? It's about the impact. Yeah, no, hundred percent. How much value you're bringing to your audience? I hear that. I hear that. All right, well, Ibs, I'm gonna. I do want to wrap it up. But yeah. I'll be kicking myself, especially if I don't ask you if there's anything else that you feel we should speak about. Mm. Because we've heard about your journey. Are there any like resources, essential resources, let's say, that you use? The, my essential resource is YouTube. YouTube. Like, Google YouTube. Like literally just YouTube. Because like I said, everything I do is self-taught. Mm. If you want to know how to start a business, you can search how to start a business. Yeah. Like if you want to do this, you can search how to, do you know what I'm saying? That's one, I'm sure that's one of the highest keyword searches, yeah. how to, do you know what I'm saying? How so to X, yeah. Anything is possible, do you know what I'm saying? The way I'm speaking right now is the same way I go and speak to anyone, no matter how big they are relatively, how small they are, etc. You have to be yourself at all times, stay true to yourself and just try and be happy, man, because we're not put out on this earth to just suffer every day. So what's the uh, what's the goal? Is there if there was a magic lamp? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the genie comes out like what what are you hoping for? What's the future saying? You know what? My goal is just to stay happy. All just aside, like in terms of guap, I just want it to be a global platform doing the same thing we do now just obviously expanding yeah. but in regards to me i just want to be happy me being happy means me again waking up doing what i want and being able to live from it and not having the pressures of society alter what i want to do i want what i want to, to do alter society we're speaking about happiness is there any challenges that we probably overlooked that people need to be aware of in this lifestyle um i think the main challenge is your mind your mind your mind as of recently i've worked out that actions don't have no emotion okay. it's our perception of the action that causes the emotion speak more on that i like it so That's profound let's say if i slap you yeah yeah wow, okay calms <laughs> no yeah, yeah. If I, let's just say i slap you in one side of the world that might mean i love you and on another side of the world that me- obviously means i want to fight you right but the slap itself has no emotion to it. You can choose if that slap means I love you or that slap means I hate you. So the action is the slap, but it has nothing. Even if my intention was to hurt you, you can still choose how you perceive the slap. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the action has no emotion attached to it. It's how you perceive things. Do you know what I'm saying? So in regards to challenges, it's only a challenge if you see it as a challenge. Do you know what I'm saying? No, 100%. You can either see it as a challenge or you can see it as growth. If something something that you're not used to comes to you, you can choose to be like, oh, this is a lesson I'm going to learn. I'm going to tackle it. Because when you say the word challenge, it can kind of... Inhibits. Yeah, it yeah, inhibits. It makes, just makes, makes you get your guard up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you open challenge, quote unquote, with open hands you'll see the better side of it because everything has two sides in it. We live in a world of polarity. Everything has two sides. How you see it is your choice. It's your choice. Now I hear that. All right. So I always end um, with quick fire round questions. So your answers, one word or just quick words, right? Yeah. Or quick sentences. You ready? Yeah. All right, cool. So if you could do a TED talk other than your actual profession or what you're known for, what, what would it be on? Stay in your authentic self. Stay in your authentic self. Okay, so you got your last five pounds. What are you spending it on? Probably my family. You're spending your last five pounds on your family? Yeah. 
what can you buy a five pounds i know food okay. <laughs> chicken yeah. and chips with a peck yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true that true that um so black articulate is black action articulated what's your favorite word english word in the dictionary don't have one <laughs> i actually don't have one this cool. guap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guap. um who's the second person that springs to mind when i say the word success Richard Branson. I the second? Who's yeah. the first? I don't know. It would have been Richard Branson for both. You know? I don't know why. Now, as you know what? The second would be Jamal Edwards. I don't know why. Jamal Edwards. Mm. Yeah, now I hear that. Name two people, because I'm always about paying this forward. So name two people within your network that you could recommend, A, to be on Black Articulate, and B, that to you are uh, ones to watch out for. Um, Jide, obviously my business partner. Jide, You've already done Shanice, it would have been her. Um, Shay Sade. Shay Sade? Yeah, she's our music editor. But she's also just um, joined Nike. She's part of a um, collective called Ubinifu Space who document and do like reactions to like African music, but from the UK and they're like doing quite well. Amazing. Um, okay, that's, cool. that's one to watch out. Nice plug. And um, I the penultimate question before I ask people how they can find you on the World Wide Web is how would you like to be remembered? Um, I would like to be remembered as someone who came from nothing but made something doing whatever they liked to. Yeah, whatever they loved. I definitely think you are doing that. And honestly, just keep on, keep on, I mean, I don't even have to say it. Mm -hmm. Keep on slaying, man, because you're doing amazing stuff for the community and really appreciate you for sharing your voice on Black Articulate. So how can the people find you on the World Wide Web? And Mm -hmm. when they do, is there anything you'd like them to do? Yeah, um, literally Ibrahim Kamara underscore. How are you spelling Kamara? K A M A R A. Why did I have to think about how I spelled my name? (laughs) Yeah, so Ibrahim Kamara underscore on every social network. Follow me. I'm trying to get to like 10K on like everything by the end of the year. So if you can give me a cheeky follow, shout me on Instagram um, and Twitter. That'd be amazing. Um, Guapmag on everything as well G-U-A-P-M-A-G and yeah that's it yeah it's funny because you said something about numbers but you're already verified anyway so yeah I know but I want 10k because on Instagram when you get 10k you can like swipe up oh. and then get people to like go on your links and stuff that's gotcha. the only reason why I want it not, not for I don't care for the numbers yeah. thing yeah I hear that alright well honestly thanks very much once again and guys as always listen if there are things that for some reason we didn't ask and we should have asked, hit us up, man, because hopefully we can just ping it to yeah. EB. We can get him directly. And yeah, watch this space. Watch Guap. Sick, sick. Man, appreciate it. Take care, guys. Hey, guys. We really appreciate you listening. And if you have any feedback, please leave it in the comment section below. Also, all the info about the guests, the links and the resources we speak about will be in the description below. And last but not least, please, please, please do get in touch if you can teach us how you do what it is you do. Because after all, Black Ticklet is all about empowering and upskilling the community. Thanks, guys. You're the best. See you soon. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.